0: coming up on the Magnificently Huge Podcast. It's peak 1970s sci-fi, pre-Star Wars, mind you, with a guy named Logan. He's running. Uh, It's Logan's run. Next.
1: Oh hey
0: there, listener, and welcome to the Magnificently Huge Podcast, episode 148, if you can believe it. This is Chris, this week along with Eric and Brian, the other two-thirds of the Mag-Huge team, we're going to talk about the 1976 Magnum Opus sci-fi extravaganza about people dying when they're 30 because old people suck. It's uh, Logan's Run. Uh, It's the last big-budget sci-fi studio movie to hit before Star Wars came along. And changed everything forever and ever in a day so when you go back and look at Logan's run it's uh, it's cheap it looks cheap I'm gonna be honest with you there's uh, not a lot going on as far as you know special effects they're not very special Uh, the model work is obvious the costumes are sort of eh. but it does have a lot of nudity for a PG movie which you know when you grew up in that era that's a pretty good stuff so good on you 1976 and your PG rating so uh, there you have it. But uh, Logan's Run, starring Michael York and Jenny Agutter, 1976, MGM. It's good stuff. It's about a man named Logan, and uh, he's running. That's really all you need to know for now. But we're going to dive into it. In the meantime, if you like what you hear, if you want to send us show suggestions, kudos, uh, complaints, whatever, uh, send those to MagnificentlyHuge at gmail.com. We love to hear from folks. We really do. And then uh, head on over to our Twitter feed, at MagHuge. We're on Facebook, Huge Podcast. We're on Instagram. So like our pages there, share us around, give us likes, and then head over to our show wherever you can find it, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, etc., where you can uh, share them around with your friends, listen over and over and over, give us five stars when you can, etc. We appreciate that. And then, of course, you can head over to our website, maghuge.com, where we keep all the shows and uh, links and things. So yeah, without further ado, we're going to kick it over for uh, Logan's Run, the greatest movie that we don't really like or do we? Uh, It's hard to tell because we're all over 30 and so we made it past uh, Renewal Day. You'll get the joke if and when you ever watch Logan's Run. So, catch you next time. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the show. Hey. 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 (laughs) Welcome back, everybody. How are we today? Good. Hi. Hi. Good. (laughs) Anything fun and uh, exciting happened in the week for you? Nothing. Uh. I,
2: went,
1: I went to the dentist. Oh, that's that's some boldness right there. Well, it's you know, This is it's, just a scary in COVID time. No, nah, they got it kind of set. I mean, they're good, but okay. I the it's
0: the annual cleaning and checkup, and it was supposed to happen like four months ago, but it got pushed, obviously. So Mm -hmm. finally, they are doing the thing where they've got masks on everybody, and they're checking temps at the door, and you have to wash your hands before you go sit down, and they put on like the face shield in the whole nine yards. (laughs) So it was kind of crazy. But uh, happy to report, if I may paraphrase men at work, there's nothing wrong with the state of my dental health. So thank you. Is that what he says?
2: I'm so paraphrasing. I paraphrase. I know. I'm being a douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being a door hole.
1: So yeah.
0: So my chompers are good, and uh, I'm happy about that. So, right.
1: All right. Well. Uh, yeah. My week was a bunch of work, and and yeah. Yeah. Uh, how about the fresh shit? Okay. <laughs> how about yeah, that? Let's Anybody got fresh any fresh shit.
2: shit? This shit is fresh. Oh shit! That is fresh. This stuff is real this week i decided i would i would start watching as many bad netflix movies as i could find like oh lord because they just buy up everybody else's sort of uh 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 just
1: scraps scutter <laughs> yeah
2: gutter rate sci-fi you know that yeah some 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 film school kid made and they they're like well we'll buy it up for cheap and this one was uh revolt Starring guy from *Halton Catch Fire* with eyebrows. I don't know the actor's name. I just know he's guy <laughs> from *Halton Catch Fire* with the, eyebrows.
1: The the one who was uh, also in *Guardians of the Galaxy*. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Pi- pie man, Lee Pace. Yeah, Lee, Lee Pace. Pace. There he is. There, um, okay. Yeah,
0: he's the pie man from uh, *Pushing Daisies*. That's how I know. Yes. Yes. Okay.
2: Um, and in this, he's a special forces guy. Um. Named Bo because he can't remember his name, but the only part of his uniform <laughs> that's still there is a thing. Is a bow, so he's Bo. How's he spell it? How's he spell it? Bo. He spells it okay. Bo, like Bo. <laughs> is the, I don't know. <laughs> fucking. Is it, anyway, so is it, al- aliens have attacked and they've 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 blown up the world, and he's in I think Ghana, and you know, where you know like you do when you're special forces, you go to Ghana. He's in Ghana uh-huh. when it happens, okay. and can't remember who he is and yet has a strange ability to do something with electricity they're never quite clear on what it is he does with <laughs> electricity but he does something with electricity and yeah. um it, really sucks, it sucks 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 And I'm, I'm like this is so bad <laughs> and and then i thought no it's actually no worse than any other Netflix sci-fi, it's about like the same as all Netflix sci-fi. We've got sort of somebody, an actor, you know, doing actiony stuff on the cheap, and oh yeah, aliens attack again.
0: Yeah, I feel like Netflix with this sort of thing that they're doing, uh, they've sort of taken over the straight to video realm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's yeah, like it's this is the stuff they would, yeah, this is the stuff that normally would have just gone straight to video. And you could pick it up at your local Blockbuster, but they're doing yeah. that as a service, but you didn't,
2: perhaps. You didn't pick up because you, you were still charged the same <laughs> as if you were renting Pretty Woman for the 20th time. So yeah. you <laughs> didn't do it. But this time, there's no shame because nobody can see you. And yeah, uh, yeah. And I, 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 I picked this one up also because of a YouTube list. It's like the top five sci-fis on Netflix. You got to check out. And oh, I'm God. like, God. Jesus Christ, that clickbait worked on me. <laughs> we got to do more stuff like that. Yeah, that sounds we revolting. Gotta, it sounds revolting. Yeah, we got to do shows like the top, the top five you know, porn version of 80s sci-fi you got to see or some shit. And yeah. that'll work, apparently.
0: <laughs> top five movies under $100 million by Steven Spielberg, bitch. <laughs> Nobody would care. Well, I'm sorry you didn't enjoy your time. Was it like 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back? Is that kind of thing?
2: Um, Well, that's true of all 90-minute segments. You know? I mean, there isn't one single thing I've done my entire life that took up time that I could then get back. You know, it's all lost. (laughs) Uh. Uh, I appreciate your literalness, Eric. Every time you bring it up. I really do. (laughs) And I'm not just being hyperbolic there. I really enjoy it. Yeah, I'm just saying, life is a zero-sum game. That's all. Well, um, do you feel like you wasted 90 minutes of your time? Let's put it that way. Sure did. Um, okay. You know, you it was
1: <laughs> another 90 minutes down. And, uh, yeah. How many are left? Yeah, How many to go? Like, well, let's like, let's sh- knock those out.
2: How much more time on this dumb earth do I have to spend? Anyway, <laughs> yeah. what's going on here? Well, let's. what's the bar for something like this? Like, At
0: what point are you invested in a movie to the point where you just are determined not to turn it off? Like you're, you're, you've been there long enough. You're like, God damn it. I'm just going to take this all the way to the end.
2: Uh, at the point where they, I don't know. I, I guess, I guess the problem is it was like on and, and I had nowhere to go, you know? It's like, <laughs> yeah. was, I feel you. I, I had nothing pressing to watch otherwise. So I was just like, yeah. all right. And, okay.
1: he, he lacks the muscle control to get off the couch every time Bo talks. Uh,
0: it's it's a foreign concept to me, personally, having watched literally every 70s live-action Disney movie on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> that old, yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: and I, I did
0: not stop, so yeah. Yeah,
2: I mean, there's a lot of things I've been able to turn off. Some reason I didn't turn this one off, and I, I think the thing is, it, it, it was one of those movies that had promised the whole time. Yeah. Like, we're going some, oh, we're going some, okay, this is, all right. It, it didn't hold the same location, it didn't... The acting was quite good. Um, You know, there was a lot to like, including the fact that it takes place in Africa, a a setting for movies we don't see unless it's like, you know, oh, yeah, that's right. It's an alien invasion movie. Yeah, of course it takes place in Africa. Yeah, Um, why not? Why not? (laughs) But yeah, but then it gets to this this point where and now we're going to fight back. We're going to, shall we say revolt and i was like oh fuck you come on you there's no setup for this at all and then yeah. and there's a whole thing with the girl he's with for most of the movie gets taken by the aliens and i'm like okay slight emotional resonance because they didn't exactly set up this character i don't know who this lady is but all right now they're just setting up a sequel that's not going to happen yes well i love this
1: real name i mean once he surely he discovers the rest of his name tag
2: yeah Oh, yeah. oh yeah, he does. Oh, he does. He does get his memory back, and then they say, "So, what's your name?" And he just says, oh, "I'm going to stick with Bo." Oh, Bo. fuck you, dude. Well, you Bro know what? No, that's, Skywalker. that's, yeah. that's, yeah. that's, that's fine because I didn't actually care. But you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think it would have been funnier if if, if he had said, Why? "Why? What? You know your name? What are you doing?" It's Bo Heavis. I don't want to be Bo Heavis. I'm just going to be yeah. Bo. <laughs> well, I liked it.
0: Uh, th- these Netflix movies coming out, they all have just these ridiculously literal titles. Like they didn't like they put all the they put all the work into making the thing and then in the end they went, what are we going to call it? Uh, let's just call it Revolt. That's yeah. good. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you know. And oh yeah, and guard. I think
2: I think that was supposed to be a play on his manipulation of electricity, you know, revolt. Oh,
0: revolt. I got you.
2: But okay. but it was mm. so thin, like that the, the electricity <laughs> shit was so unexplained and unenthusiastically done that, you know, like. Well,
0: uh, if you sat through this, might I recommend The Ridiculous Six featuring Adam
2: Sandler? Ah, uh-huh. an Adam Sandler Netflix, huh?
0: Yeah, that's, uh, that's one of his uh, goofy. Uh, quote unquote comedies <laughs> uh, which is yeah it's a western let's put it that way <laughs> oh I Not knew kidding. of it
2: because so many Indians uh, Native yeah. Americans sorry were complaining about it at the time but yeah okay the so other our, thing our I,
1: Netflix movie is going to be called Time Annihilators
2: <gasps> <sighs> let's do another what would you make show and we'll we'll we'll, we'll pitch our Netflix show <laughs> with an obvious your, pitch title. your flicks pitch your yeah. flicks okay <laughs> um the other thing i watched or am watching which i really love and i don't know if you guys have mentioned it before uh uh uh, uh legion on fx oh you know? yeah yeah it, the first
0: season is fucking phenomenal the second one i kind of
2: don't tell me with. that don't tell me that <laughs> that's I'm just watching it now yeah, uh, yeah legion is an x-men origin story though and my wife got into it not knowing it was x-men and when i told her she was like "Uh uh-oh well it better not get x-meny um it doesn't really yeah (laughs) but the thing is it's it's uh noah something the guy who does noah holly who does fargo and so it's got that great um i don't know sort of meta-textual storytelling to the point that the editing is a character i've never seen something like that yeah. where and some weird editing glitches happen and somebody says, wait, something happened. There was yeah. something there that, that wasn't there. It's, it's like, yeah. really?
0: It's all very pieced together, very methodically, even though mm-hmm. it doesn't look like it.
2: And it's like, it's,
0: it's this weird, like out of time, but in time sort of thing because they've mm-hmm. got a lot of anachronistic uh design elements so right. you're always off kilter and never quite sure what decade you're supposed to
2: be in it's really yeah. fucked up yeah. it's really fucked so, up so the the quick pitch for anyone not familiar with it uh the main character is uh crazy uh because he's always hearing voices and he he's done a lot of drugs to drown out the voices Uh, And then comes to find that, no, he's not crazy. Those voices are everyone talking in their heads because he's a telepath and he's also probably Mm. the most uh, uh, gifted uh, telekinetic X-Men of all time. Uh, But the way it's done, the entire time I'm watching, you really can't tell if he's actually still in the mental ward being crazy or if this is all real. Because the, the actor playing it uh, who's again? Name I forget, but he was Dan in Stevens. Dan Stevens from Downtown Abbey. Uh, he <laughs> he sells it. He sells the crazy. He's got those eyes that are just yeah. like. <laughs> and he... sorry, Downtown Abbey is like a Pam
1: Greer film.
2: Downtown yeah. Abbey. I, yeah. I gotta be that's honest. That's the my first Netflix time it came film, out. Yeah. Was, yeah,
1: The
0: first time that came out, that was exactly how I read it, and that's the only way I can think of it now. I'm like, what yeah. the fuck is this? Downtown, Downtown Abbey. Abbey. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and and yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Pam greer as Abby, (laughs) and she's out to take a bite out of crime. You're
0: under arrest, (laughs) Sugar. God. Uh, but yeah, in the in the comics that this was based on, Legion. I guess they allude to the fact that he might actually be the son of Professor X, which is why he's so ridiculously powerful. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, and they kind of roll with that. I don't know if that's in the show,
2: I can't remember. Uh, be but, yeah. brave if they did. I mean, I but, know uh, they're rebooting the X Men though, so Yeah. Well the cast is really good too, because you've you've also got
0: Aubrey Plaza, yeah. who's a really rando character and yeah. helps keep things off Kilter. I've then always you've felt
2: this... that she was kinda yucky and she plays yeah. someone yucky in this yeah. and so it works. Yeah.
0: Really well. And then there's like the whole like secret super team uh led by gene smart yeah and
2: then love anything she's in
0: yeah and she's really good in it because she's kind of a broken individual uh because her husband who is played by uh what's his face
2: oh don't Uh, go there i haven't seen a husband yet
0: okay she's looking for her husband but uh i don't know that either you're you're ruining okay spoilers eric spoilers (laughs) how many episodes are you into it like three? Uh,
2: finished three. I watched okay. one at night. I don't binge. Okay. I'm not an animal. Well then, uh, I'm gonna put it in the vault then. Say no okay. more. Say no more. Yeah. We, we, nudge, nudge. we can do a discussion. And Brian, you've gotta check the show. It's really good. Yeah, it's on Hulu. Good job. Okay. Right on. Vision. That's, that's what. That's what I got. Cool. Thanks. Cool. Thanks Chris. for
0: sharing, Eric. Uh, let's see. What do I got? Oh, uh, NHL is back. Sort of. Um, so we've been watching some games, but it's, <laughs> I guess they're trying to finish the season that got interrupted. So they're playing uh, without crowds. They're in a bubble. So the Western conference is playing in Calgary, uh, in one arena and the Eastern conference in Toronto, one arena and all the team, ma- team members and the supporting staff and coaching and whatever, they're all in this like isolated bubble so they don't get infected. Uh, and it's just weird. They look like scrimmages and it sounds like they're piping in crowd noise, which just makes it all the more disconcerting.
2: How do the fights work? They're still fights. They punch each other. but like, 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 do they, do they wear like, like, like COVID gloves and masks and-
0: No, they're inside, they're inside, it's just like what the NBA is doing. They're inside an actual contained bubble. So nobody goes in, nobody goes out. Oh, I see. And they, they isolated for weeks before this, they picked up the games and such. And so everybody's in the same environment, uh, and they're testing all the time. So it's still hockey, but there's no crowd, which is just strange.
1: See, I I think they're missing the opportunities of a COVID sports league. This could be (laughs) like Thunderdome, like two teams enter, one team leaves. That's kind of what they're doing,
0: but I guess the, the NBA is doing the same thing. But then you get like the... MLB, Major League Baseball, where they're already having to cancel games because they're doing travel mm-hmm. and whatnot, and the
2: NFL is going to do the same thing. It's like, are you fucking insane? It's like <laughs> would be would be fun for the color commentary if they were like, well, you know, like Doug Jones is pitching tonight. We'll see if he's going to actually try. His wife's about to have a baby, and he might want to get <laughs> out of here. <laughs>
0: yeah yeah so, yeah. so that's so we we bag on the fact there was no sports uh a few months ago when it was just cornhole and that was it uh but now sports no, it's kind of glorious yeah fuck but, sports I, but now they're, I, they're making a comeback
2: i know there was some uh, uh some athlete um uh, see i don't know names i only know incidents uh yeah. who where he said um sports are the reward for a functioning society you know, I think that you, was, yeah, that was, I think that was some, uh, pitcher from the nationals or something. Yeah. And I, he was I like, remember. you don't, you don't get to just have baseball. You got to yeah. make sure shit's working. Yeah. Basically
0: it's a uh, sports or a privilege, not all right. So fuck right. off. That's literally the, <laughs> so yeah. But I just want to bring it up because we had been bagging on the fact that, uh, all the sports nuts were just probably dying at home. Uh, and now they've got some lifeline, but really it's not because it's,
2: it's just so hokey. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 almost as funny as after 9-11 when they stopped football and people yeah. were like oh come on now i feel yeah, bad really. too but whatever <laughs> whatever so we'll see so that was sort of uh
0: we've been filling some time with games which are not very exciting anymore but whatever uh but the Have you big
1: seen the logo for the seattle kraken the yeah. new expansion team yes like first of all that's a beautiful logo right with the space needle at the top of the anchor. Yeah, it's like, anchor, it like Cthulhu
0: with a space needle on its head or something.
1: Yeah. <laughs> what yeah, what I really don't get is, how the hell has Seattle not had an NHL team? Uh,
0: what? Well, when Vegas got their team a couple of years ago, my wife and I just started screaming at the TV going, are you fucking out of your goddamn minds, NHL? It's like, that's a desert town. There's no ice anywhere. Fuck you. And then it was the first season when they played and they went all the way to the Stanley Cup finals and we were so angry and so bitter because we think it's just the dumbest idea for Vegas to have any sort of professional hockey team. It's just stupid. And Seattle got the gym.
2: I like that for years, Las Vegas had no professional sports team of any kind. And the reason was, well, it's a gambling town. It'll ruin the sport. And then Uh one day somebody said, and yeah, you know, (laughs) we're not exactly a society of ethics. Who cares? Yeah. Yeah.
0: So it's just, dumb. So there's the sports.
2: <laughs> what in the wide, wide world of sports is
0: it going on? That's it. Uh, but the other thing I really watched this week, I had ponied up for the free trial of Showtime when Eric made us watch Margin Call because it hadn't come on Netflix yet. So now I got free Showtime. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just happened to luck into the fact that it was one- I'm sorry,
1: you ponied up for the free. <laughs> well, it's, a,
0: it's, a, <laughs> it's an investment in time will say. Okay. <laughs> um, but the the new documentary about the Go-Go's just came out
1: on Showtime. Oh, I want to see that. It's, How is that?
0: It's fucking amazing. I mean, it's your standard documentary rock and roll thing, so they don't break a lot of new ground in the format, but there's a lot of stuff that I didn't really know much as far as the Go-Go's, and it basically is the standard of Chronicles, the you know, the scrappy early beginnings in the punk scene in LA, and then they go through some lineup changes uh, as they get more popular, and then they explode in 81 uh, and become like this huge thing. And then by 1984, they have basically just dissolved because everybody's bitchy about the way they're making money because some of them Mm -hmm. are making lots more because of publishing and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's all of the the rise and fall and rise sort of motif. Uh, (laughs) But what's cool about it is you get a lot of archival footage But you also get sort of an underlying theme that they don't really outright say, but through the course of the film, you start to realize it's like, holy shit, there is still a crap ton of sexism in the music business. And I'm getting angry watching it because everybody talks about the Go-Go's as like, well, they're the first all-female band to play their own instruments and write their own music to have a number one song. It's like, are you kidding me? That was in like 1981. And they're still talking about it's like the Go Go's are the all girl blah blah blah, and it's like as Miles Copeland has pointed out from IRS records, he's like nobody points to the band X over here and goes, oh the all guy band over here blah 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 blah. So there's just this weird rampant sexism that still underlies everything. Because anytime somebody brings up the Go Go's, it's like oh that all girl band. It's like well fuck you. I get so angry thinking about it now, uh, but. I that so that sort of set me off and all week I've just been listening to nothing but the first three Go Go's albums like on repeat. Uh just over and over. And they just they got chops, man. I love the yeah. go so much. Yeah, the, those the bass players. Those cute little cupcakes,
2: cupcakes made for one great little band. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah, fuck. You. They? Yeah. Uh, I, I was I was so disappointed when they w- went off to make babies, but then again they are women, so you know. Yeah. <laughs> and that's exactly the, the
0: deal. When uh when people were trying to sign them and nobody wanted to sign a girl band yeah I mean it's just like don't literally be so that.
2: woke you can't handle irony okay oh. these are jokes <laughs> I <I'm> make <making. laughs>
0: but uh, but what was cool about it was they showed the early days when they were literally just you know young punk kids in LA uh, like Burt, Belinda Carlisle would walk around wearing like trash bag dresses and such and their hair was just <laughs> crazy and What's cool about their their story, I mean, it's the same thing, but every time I hear a, a, a story or watch a music doc about a band and you see how they sort of just formed in this weirdly organic fashion, it's always amazing. Because people talk about the Runaways were an all-girl band, but it's like, yeah, but they were sort of put together. They weren't just, you know, four girls mm-hmm. that said, hey, let's make a band, and they did it. That's kind of what the Go-Go's did. But they got Charlotte Caffey, who was a... She had actually studied classical music in college and such. So she was a trained pianist, uh, and she had played bass. And they said, well, we need a lead guitarist. Can you play guitar? She's like, well, yeah, I play bass. It's only a couple extra strings. Sure. (laughs) And then she basically (laughs) learned all of the guitar licks that are just phenomenal when you listen to their songs. And then when they got Kathy Valentine a little later, uh, they said she was a guitarist. And they said, well, we need a bass player. Can you play bass? She's like, sure. Why not? And they, like, they had to use her for a gig because their original bassist was out. And so over the course of a Coke-fueled weekend, she learned all of their songs. <laughs> she just did a bunch of Coke and just yeah. sat down and learned everything in one weekend.
2: Don't and discount Blow. Blow yeah. is, is a, uh, an educator's dream. You yeah. can learn anything on that.
0: So it's, it's, it's awesome. But Kathy Valentine, just, she's one of my favorite bass players in any band ever
1: no she's way underrated
0: yeah fucking Um, amazing
2: uh particularly underrated by the go-go's as i understand
0: no they've all sort of kissed and made up now so they're all good uh they got a new song out for the movie i guess called club zero uh which is just uh it's vintage go-go's i mean it's all there but it's it's a pretty solid song uh but the surprise was watching it and uh learning more about gina shock their drummer uh, because that you know you you listen to the Go Go's and when you're growing up in the '80s and it's basically Belinda Carlisle, Jane Wheedland. That's pretty much who right. got most of the press. Uh, but looking back on the other band members, if they didn't have Gina Shock, they probably wouldn't have existed because she drove them so hard. She's like, "We got to rehearse. Oh, come on. No, know we got to rehearse. We got to get it tighter." <laughs>
2: uh,
0: and she and she's a giant goofball. She's hilarious, but at the same time, she was very driven and just gave them uh sort of the the engine to get everything rolling so it's like the it's your standard documentary you know been there done that kind of thing but it's really fun and uh it really
1: reinvigorated my my love of the go-go so that's all i've yeah. listened
0: to all week all week i've
1: been seeing a lot of social media advertisement for this movie and i'm, I'm just waiting for it to hit a streaming service that isn't showtime right yeah. but it'll it'll um, happen but it's fun yeah
0: But the worst part, and this is sort of deflating for me, is because by the time they made Talk Show in 84, which to me is their strongest album. It's such a good album. I was listening to Head Over Heels yesterday. Fucking amazing. And then you get to, that's when their uh, whole group was just disintegrating because of all the infighting. And they were sort of just not. Getting along by any stretch, but they had this album out, so they had to play nice to get through the contractual. <laughs> shit And uh, they talked to Jane Whelan, who wrote a good chunk of the album. She's like, Yeah, I like the fans seem to like the album a lot, it's one of their favorites. But she's like, I to this day, I cannot listen to it, I just cannot. Oh, I was like, Oh, oh that sucks. I'm like, That crushed me, man. The girl uh. who wrote half the songs on an album can't listen to the album because of all the other bullshit. It's like, Oh, that sucks. So, ah.
1: Uh. Yeah. So, once again, it just goes to show that good art comes through pain. Yeah. Yeah. true. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. So, love the Go-Go's. Uh, they're still kicking, uh,
0: and they still rock. So, rock on. That's all I got.
1: Yay. What do you got, Brian? What you got? All right. Um, well, I've got, I've got a few things. Uh, last night, I went to the drive-in. Um, Is that some sort of euphemism? No, it's a drive in. <laughs> okay. So, Harkins Theaters, you know, obviously no one's doing theatrical movies these days. And Harkins has basically been just sort of selling popcorn on the curb uh, for the last few months. <laughs> That's an interesting thing. They finally figured model. out that they, that they could, they have like a full on screen and projector in the lobby, like shows trailers all the time. So, they tore that down. They put it in the parking lot.
2: Wow. And
1: nice. like the projector in the back of a pickup. And pointed at the screen, and they're doing drive-in movies uh, nice. starting this weekend. Um, so... What'd you watch? Yeah, uh, well, the only choices this weekend were, if I went on Friday, it would have been Black Panther. The rest of the weekend was Empire Strikes Back, and oh. I didn't want to do it on Friday. So we went and saw Empire Strikes Back Is that the one uh, with the Ewoks? Night. Is
0: that the one with the Ewoks?
1: No, dummy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jeez. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's Empire Strikes Back. Uh eh. You well, know, th- are you cranking your
0: car? You cranking it through your stereo, I guess? Oh, right? well, yeah. I mean, okay. you know,
1: got air conditioning, got adjustable seats. Oh, you gotta got to keep your car running? Stereo.
0: That's bad well, for the environment. I
1: mean, it's an electric car. <laughs> okay. so,
0: so everybody else has to keep their car running. So <laughs> yeah. you get to breathe their car. Yeah. Because, Lord knows, yeah. if it's fucking Phoenix and there's no way in hell in August and I'm going to sit in a car <laughs> without AC yeah. for two hours, you can just
2: suck it. No. It's not impossible. I used to bullseye womprats with my T sixteen back home. They're not much oh. bigger
0: than two meters. Nice. So was it the so. uh was the experience good? Was it fun?
1: It was fun, you know. I mean I I could have watched the the Blu-ray and gotten the exact same experience. <laughs> Except so you, you wouldn't have been you in things- your
2: car. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's right. You got to enjoy the, the plush interior of your fucking car instead of sitting on a couch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Sucker. Wow. <laughs> to watch a movie you already own. Wait a minute. Right.
1: Now, yeah. the point was to just have a date and get the hell out of the house and feel like you are participating in
2: anything. Oh. You know. Is that important? Oh, you're I one of those. I hear a lot of okay. people talking about that, like, oh, remember when you used to go out? And I'm like, no, I don't. I, I think this is perfect. <laughs> yeah. I never went out before, so really. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah no, the wife and I go to a lot of concerts and movies, and so, like, not having that has basically meant, yeah, just sitting on the couch. Oh. and Yeah, yeah. Been, you are you at know, a disadvantage months, in this thing, like, yeah.
2: Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry.
1: Okay. <laughs> so, you know, it's Empire Strikes Back, and I, I have been one of the people who say, you know, when you rank your Star Wars movies, I've been the one of the people putting the original Star Wars ahead of Empire, and a lot of people put Empire. Ahead of Star Wars, and it, yeah. it gained a little bit upon this rewatch in my esteem. It still has the problems that it has, that the, the two timelines don't add up. I figured out a way to make the timelines, the separate timelines for Empire Strikes Back, add up last yeah. night. Does it, re- um, does it require
0: a, an interstitial cartoon by Gendy Tarakovsky?
1: No, okay. no, it just, it just, you know, because... Let me hear if your story it, is the
2: same as my story.
1: Yeah, so (laughs) you know, if you just if you if you look at it, it it seems like what Luke does takes months or years on Dagobah, and what Han and Leia does takes like a weekend. Uh Um, What I what I managed to to do to make it make sense. First of all, you have to understand that the intercutting between the storylines is jumping back and forth between uh, two different timelines. That that um, these things are not happening in parallel. Uh, and what really happens is that when they decide they're going to go to Bespin, uh, Han and Leia they don't have hyperdrive. There you go. So that flight takes a long ass yeah. time. And <laughs> yeah, nobody imagine... wants to watch that on film. <laughs> but like, imagine how <laughs> right. like
2: like we're here at this sun, and you know, closest the closest star, which is I think what M thirty eight. It's 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 like ten light years that that's traveling for 10 years at the speed of light. <laughs> right. Yeah, they're it's traveling like, right. at yeah. less than the speed of light. D- Luke is getting a fucking graduate degree in being <laughs> a Jedi. Yeah. yeah suddenly
0: it yeah. becomes suddenly it becomes a red dwarf. That's yeah. really what it becomes.
1: So so that's how I've decided to make sense of the Empire Strikes Back timeline. Yeah. Because um, nobody when wants w- to
0: watch him play interdimensional 3D chess for like 10 years. Yeah. And I came yeah. up
2: with that for like like a while ago. And then I realized the problem is now the other way, which is if they're traveling between planets, you know. Oh, yeah, that's right. What? Where should we go? Oh, this system looks good. Like he had a choice, <laughs> you know. So there's multiple <laughs> places he decided he could yeah. have gone. I at sublight it. speed, yeah. it's like actually the problem really is how did they do that without traveling at the speed of? <laughs> space is enormous. It's so big and full of nothing. They actually call it space.
1: <laughs> yeah, a real a real Jedi wouldn't do that. A real yes. Jedi wouldn't do that. Yeah.
2: yeah, I just
0: I just have images now of like Kirschner <laughs> pitching to Lucas. Like we need some sort of montage with the with the crew. <laughs> Yeah. So they're just so, like wandering around the million falcon taking naps. You're the best around know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so some some observations. Uh, I still think Star Wars is the most complete film. Yes. You know, obviously Empire is not a whole story. Okay. Um, but I think Empire has other than the the Death Star battle at the end of Star Wars, I think Empire has probably the best collection of action sequences in mm-hmm. the in the series. Um it's got the most compelling no- motivations as well, to me. It it well, and it also is uh, when you think about sort of like what Star Wars is, you know, all of the philosophy around the Force and stuff. It's that's all really there in the most significant act of puppetry in in human history, which is you know the introduction of Yoda. Yeah. Um. So. You know, Empires is maybe the more impactful movie. I think I still prefer Star Wars. The other thing i got to say is I was expecting it to seem kind of old-fashioned, but it isn't. It still mm-hmm. holds up in terms of pacing, except that I think they actually do some things better given the limitations that, that they were faced with in 1979, 1980, right, where the the geography of these i mean it it keeps moving at a very rapid click but the geography geography of the scene is done in sort of still moments of people anticipating the action as opposed to sweeping camera flying disembodied through the whole environment to give you your establishing shot you know yeah so it, I, it didn't uh, jj abrams
2: you it's pre-video right. game yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah 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 so anyway yeah empire strikes back it's still a movie it holds up and it, um, it's on
0: TNT on cable like every third weekend now, so.
1: You own a, everybody owns a copy. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs>
0: if you got Disney Plus, you can watch it now.
1: Go watch it now. Um. So the other, uh, the other old movie I went and revisited, um, flipping through, you know, I think it was HBO Max trying to find a movie to watch. Mm-hmm. I hadn't seen since it was in the theater, Death Becomes Her. Ooh. So I fired that one up. That's a. Um, I don't think a, I've
2: seen it since the theater either.
0: Yeah, that's a. That's sort of a weird one uh, to
1: revisit because it's still very iffy. Meryl you know Streep, I mean? Goldie Hawn, Bruce Willis. Yeah. Directed by Robert Zemeckis. Uh, basically, I, the story of a famous uh, Southern California plastic surgeon uh, who uh his, his his girlfriend gets uh, shoved aside by this this stage starlet uh, who needs his talents and then eventually there is like witchcraft involved that that is like eternal life potion <laughs> and as people slowly get you know, Skewered and burned and shot and torn to shreds, they are still alive and yeah. uh, are trying to to hold on to their yeah. beauty. It's, and by the like,
2: end, Bruce Willis learns an important lesson about how women are disposable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. It's it it's a literal interpretation of what
0: it would be like to be a zombie, uh, yes. but still have all your faculties about you because everything like else. Southern just California yeah. Beverly Hills zombie. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like if you, uh, get, if you get shot in the the gullet uh it's going to leave a giant hole that sort of thing it's yeah. very very looney tunes the
1: the shot where goldie Hawn has has a giant hole in her gut and she sits down on a couch through a shovel handle that has been <laughs> yeah. impaled through the couch is it i mean yeah this is also robert zemeckis playing with cgi and um i th- you know i think this is the one effects. he made
0: between ending back to the future and doing Forrest Gump. I think this was in between. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah.
2: Everything he does is an effects reel, isn't it? It's like he only does something if it's got like a wacky special effect approach. You know, story is sort of a second thing, but, Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. I I, I still say, though, this movie is basically a guy who's got a wife who finds a hotter woman... Uh, And then then finds that the woman's kind of bitchy, and then, you know, he's driven away by both of them, and the conclusion is not, boy, you you probably shouldn't live your life for another man. It becomes, men, don't get all hung up on these bitches. They're crazy. It's like, what what an odd approach to anything.
1: Yeah. This is nebbishy Bruce Willis, too, which you don't get a lot of um uh, also he is the youngest actor in the film the all the women are older than him uh in real life and that's yeah. not a thing that you see a lot of you know like you see something like last week i was like the young the wrong missy and and you know david spade is like you know 400 years older than the woman or whatever and you know so it was interesting to see this a movie that's specifically about aging And um, the actresses are actually like in their 40s. Isabella Rossellini also uh, shows up in this almost topless role uh, throughout the entire film. She's the the woman who has the the fountain of youth. Uh, So that's, you know, that's fun. It's, yeah. And this is around the time
0: when I started to notice that she looks like uncannily like her mother. It's like she's the older she gets, the more like Ingrid Bergman she looks. It's really weird.
1: So I think that kind of worked in the, the weird ethereal, magical realm for casting her. To me, this movie kind of slots in with Defending Your Life in that it's a comedic turn by Meryl Streep. Yeah. Right, and and well, I think she's underrated as a comedian. Well, this was also around the time she did Postcards from the Edge uh,
0: and kind of got to, you know, sort of... St- expand her comic range somewhat
2: remember also that her first sort of high budget comedy was she devil and that was like a, an unmitigated disaster she barely came back from so i think everything yeah. else was like no 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 i'm not shit see <laughs> see this is good see yeah so there you have it okay At so- she devil we should probably do a show about someday because that's oh. so bad my oh, you wife. want
1: me to watch a Roseanne Barr movie? Yeah, no, shit. Sure. Really? <laughs> but more importantly, it's got
0: Ed Begley Jr., so how can you go wrong? A,
2: a Roseanne Barr movie where <laughs> she took the source material and changed it because it wasn't funny enough. I'm going to make it more funnier. You know, the problem with She-Devil is there's just not enough overt
0: racism for my taste. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I got to take a pass.
1: When in doubt...
2: More racism. <laughs> <Yeah>. So
1: <laughs> I had other stuff, but this is going on forever. <laughs> let's let's get on with it. Get okay, on
2: the Okay, fine. Run, runner. Boy, I rem I remembered liking this movie a lot more than right? I do. Right? Well, here's the deal. Logan's
0: Run. A lot of people probably know it, but don't know it. Uh, yeah, it's just and I kick- was one of them. Yeah, because it's been kicking around for like 44, 45 years now. Because it came out in 1976. This is my thesis, though. It's the last of the big-budget studio sci-fi movies before Star before Wars Star changed Wars. everything. Yeah. Because yeah. It's, it's a very distinct line in the sand between Logan's Run and Star Wars, which came out uh, less than a year after. Uh, yeah. And it sort of filters in. And like after Star Wars comes out, you get sort of the hangers-on that were done the old-school way that just look like movies made in the 70s. So yeah. it's a really weird deal, but up to Logan's Run, you start in the late '60s with stuff like Barbarella and 2001 and Planet, Planet of the Apes, Apes. Yeah. and so everybody's like, "Oh, suddenly, hey, we can make some money off of this
1: sci-fi stuff again." And then yeah, so this, is, this is Planet of the Boomers, yeah. by a lot, right? Well, <laughs> yeah. There's,
2: there's. Um, I, I was actually thinking of. Okay, well, one, THX-1138 does the exact same thing as this movie, but much better. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but this is all out of that book, Future Shock, where they were talking about how technology is advancing too quickly. And, you know, we're, we're all going to get burned by, like, basically every sci-fi of the 70s came out of this. this yeah. philosophical well, treatise Future Shock. Yeah, I mean, and, right. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah, because they're all
0: very <laughs> dystopian, This the early 70s stuff. Because you can get, you get like a Mega Man, Soylent Green, Rollerblade, uh, even Sleeper, the Woody Allen one, uh, makes absolute fun of that motif, but it's still yeah. very much in that realm. Uh, so by the time you get to 76, Logan's run as a property had been kicking around for like eight years and they had never been able to kickstart it. And then they finally did. And MGM just threw a bejesus amount of money at it, which is just, ast- I read the budget was slated in 1976 dollars, it was like 8 or 9 million dollars, which is like yeah. a phenomenal, it's like 30 million something other, and then the movie wound up making what in today's money would be like 120 million, it's just astonishing, uh, I don't remember it being that boffo, but I guess the kids loved it, but when you look at it, I, I watch it and I'm like this is literally just some old guy from the '60s, and it's based on a novel by two fellas, but it literally just this total fuck you to the whole hippie movement. It's like, oh, don't trust anybody over thirty, blah blah blah. And it's literally like what happens when those assholes take
2: over the world. They, and
0: yeah,
2: there's another movie called Wild in the Streets. Uh, did you ever see this? Um, it's it, it it's about this pop star who starts a a um, he runs for president, and his his big platform is that uh, everyone 18 gets to run for a Congress and Senate. It was around that time they were oh, trying okay. to get 18 for the vote for everyone. Gotcha. So gotcha. this was, oh, you want them to vote? Oh, well, what about being president? Wait for that horse shit. Blah, and okay. yeah, so it's like all these hippie kids and they get their way and they, they they run the Congress and the Senate and then they say everyone over the age of 30 has to go into a commune where they're force fed LSD. It is fucking <laughs> hilarious. And, so it, um, that fits. Yeah. So we need to we need to
1: set the stage. I have to assume that a fair chunk of the audience has heard of Logan's Run but hasn't yes. seen Logan's Run, right? So like so, describe the movie, right? Like hmm. let's do this. Uh it's set in the twenty third century. It's post a guy named Logan
2: and he runs.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Baby he was Logan's Run ah. <laughs> Um Yeah, basically it's this self contained domed city of who knows how many because it's like, like, like several hundred thousand would be my guess but it's they're catered to their every whim it's like a pleasure seeking thing but the whole deal is that when they hit 30 they die that's the truth. Yes. there's a
1: ceremony a- which is the psychedelic Cirque du de so mm-hmm. yeah. dead hippies yeah. Yeah. called carousel yeah.
2: Important yeah. difference between the book, in the book they die, in the movie they go on, and they don't yeah. really know what happens after Carousel, but it's yeah. certainly not death, so yeah. nobody's afraid of this shit. Yeah. Why should um, we be? <laughs> but they all have uh, color-coded
0: crystals in their palms, so that shows their age. So I, th- I think they, they parse it out like ye- white is 0 to 8, uh, yellow is 9 to 15, red is, or a green is 16 to 23, and then red is 24 to 30. Too so that's how you know. Too old to fuck. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and in the movie, everybody dresses a color-coded outfit to their crystal as well. So that's how you know who's too young, who's too old, and that sort of thing. And then in between, you've got this special police force called Sandmen who wear black uniforms with gray stripes, and they basically kill anybody that Wises up and says, Oh, I don't want to die, and then tries to bolt the city. They're called runners. And so these sandmen are basically there to kill anybody that tries to escape. And That's it's, the, it's really kind, Logan it's is- kind of
2: funny that no one ever thinks to run until their final year. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. dude, you better, you better start like whittling <laughs> that, uh, that, 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 that pick to get through yeah. the concrete walls well, of your cell. Well, because given, apparently,
1: given- your, your ideal hippie commune is a total surveillance state, right? Because like. Mm-hmm. These guys are on it. When somebody's running, they've got, like, <laughs> yeah. geolocation and facial recognition, and yeah. they, they ship out Logan, and he kills your ass. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know. Well, basically,
0: it's everything is just set up for this hedonist to give them everything they want. So it's a little bit of uh, 1984 with the surveillance state, but also a little bit of Brave New World with all of the
2: hedonism uh, to control everybody. So it's, or this is or a, a studio exec watched THX 1138 and said, what would this be like if we did it like, you know, a real movie, like we <laughs> yeah. make? Yeah. So,
1: it's so like, awful. 15
2: minutes in, to talk
1: about the hedonism, so this is very much like a society that has grown out of the free love movement, right? Yeah. And so you basically just put yourself into, I want to get, you know, basically you put yourself into, you know, Tinder. Um, <laughs> but um, they the woman shows up at Logan's apartment and, like, the casual sexism and also free love is, is, is like, you know, yeah. 15 minutes in, we're supposed to relate to our hero who thinks, like, let's have sex. And she goes, no. Yeah. And he's like, then why are you wasting my time? Let's have sex.
2: No. <laughs> is, then why are you wasting my time, hmm?
1: Yeah. Are you
0: a lesbian? <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, no big,
2: But I thought you were here yeah. to polish my well, norm. So it stars uh, one of the first
0: beefs that I have with this movie is it it stars Michael York and Richard Jordan as the two Sandmen and they're both well above 30, and you can tell. Right. So it's basically like any high school movie where they cast <laughs> someone who's 35 to play 17. I mean, it's already lost me.
1: Uh, and then, and well, then they got, raised the age from the book. It was 21. Yeah, 21 they yeah. raised it to 30 to try yeah. to make these actors credible. Yeah. It didn't quite work. Like Mike, Michael
0: York is almost passable, but Richard Jordan, it's like already you can tell. like, who the fuck is this guy? But I give him kudos because it sort of goes back to the book where they skewed off because uh, in the book, uh, it's Francis Seven uh, is actually 42 and has somehow circumvented the system. And he turns out to be the leader of Sanctuary in the whole nine yards. They totally dropped all of that for the movie uh, and just made him like Logan's buddy who turns on him by the end. Uh, but you've got these two old guys walking around, and then you've got Jenny Augiter as Jessica Six who's literally wearing next to nothing. It's like, I don't even know why they bothered with a costume on her.
1: This movie is somehow rated PG. Well, that's the now, there's 1976. Orgy scene. God bless there's, 1976. Right. Like, there's, there's plenty of nudity. Yeah. It's like, how is this PG? They
0: actually <laughs> cut out a bunch to get the PG rating, which shows you where they were yeah. in
2: 1976. Cause there was actually more. I'm, I'm, yeah, going back to what we were doing like last week with toy commercials, can you? I'm, I'm in the rape room. <laughs> how do I get out? Yeah. Come with me, you know, whatever yeah. name, Jenny Augiter, whatever your it's, character's name is. I would, but this man's yeah. rubbing well, his here's, penis on, it's on easy. me. Have yeah. sex.
1: No, no, why are you wasting my time? <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but here's how this is the easiest way to remember because they, they number them. Uh, so it's Logan 5, Jessica 6. And Francis Seven, five six seven. seven. Five, six, seven. That's the easiest way oh. to remember it. So, there you have it. Uh, but, okay. th- yeah, the story is so nonsensical because they, they stop someone who's trying to run during the first carousel, and they kill him. And then Logan takes his effects, and one of them's like a little onk medallion. And when he's debriefing in the big computerized AI facility... They see the Ankh and then somehow that conscripts Logan into uh, pretending that his life crystal has hit and he's got to run to find this place called Sanctuary so he can kill everybody in Sanctuary. And
2: then that sort of sets the ball in motion. <laughs> in
1: other words, Logan's a total
2: dick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, oh, yeah. When they murder the guy who's running away, they don't just yeah. kill him. They torture kill him. Yeah, they, they have fun, like, shooting yeah. at him, like, over his head and going, yeah. oh, you're about to it's die, bitch. So Here it comes. <laughs> 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 comes. Uh, And then, yeah. yeah. You can't possibly like. Yeah. Yeah, on this kid. Yeah, it's yeah. awful. And even
1: it, yeah. <laughs> But and then, it, as you, and his motivation is to go ruin sanctuary for people, yeah. right? Well, like, he's, a, he's a
0: blind follower. That's the thing. He's basically an acolyte of this whatever society. Uh, and that's sort of his arc by the end. Theoretically, he learned something, but I don't really feel like he does, but whatever. Uh, but that, that sets the whole thing in motion. And then Jenny Oggeter, who's only like 23, so she's a green. Uh, is part of the like the resistance underground who try to sneak people out, uh, and then she gets embroiled with him as he tries to run, and then through the course of it, he's actually having to run because then they try to kill him when he's getting a facelift, and then that's where Farrah Fawcett shows up as the nurse. Wanna change my clothes, my hair, my
2: face?
0: Playing on your Bruce. Uh, yeah, go ahead. So. Yeah, it, it, this this basically the whole first half of the movie takes place in the city, with some of the most ridiculous
1: model work I have ever seen in okay. any movie Let's talk ever. about this. So, so like. <laughs> Somebody built like the ultimate sci-fi train set, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's some serious model work going on it. And I had I my memory and you know of Logan's Runner, the reputation is this is kind of like low budget sci-fi. No, man. This was like a production for 1976. They built this whole city with yeah. trains and foliage and shit, but it just looks like it a was- model and a big part of it is the water, right? There's yeah. there's real water. And the way the water moves, it, it reveals the scale of the whole yeah. thing. It's, yeah. yeah it's so the same I just with decided like, to, to, to enjoy this movie, I had to decide that actually we are
2: watching a movie about a race of two-inch tall wee little people who live yeah. in this tiny little yes. terrarium. Yes. They, there's yeah. a brilliant scene in here where they, they have like the model work and a mat of people, <laughs> yes, like actual yes. people walking. And you see in the long. corner that the water is on a loop. And it's going yeah. back and forth, but like yeah. you could see the, the film film, looping well, e- well, even that the scale of the people is off
0: too. It's very disconcerting. Yeah. Uh, but it just takes you it takes you out of it the first time you watch it if you're not ready for it because you're like, oh shit, it's a model. Oh fuck you, it's a model. <laughs> and then and then they go to the regular sets which are done in like these uh, abandoned. Mo- I guess they filmed it in Dallas, Fort Worth, and it's like in yeah. a, a mall, but it's all like super 70s mall. It, and it so literally it just, comes
1: across like a college campus, it, except for the one shot that's a mall. But yeah, it's like, yeah, University of the Boomers. Yeah. So. Yeah.
0: So, yeah. So, once you get past the age of the actors, then it gets into my second beef with the movie that takes me out of it. It's like, dude, why does every 70s movie that's set in the future look like a 70s movie set in the future? (laughs) It's like beanbags
2: and ferns and shag
0: carpet. I mean, it's literally, (laughs) they don't care. They don't care.
2: This is going back to why I think THX 1138 does it better because it's the same concept, right? Except in that, George Lucas basically decided i'm gonna make a whole new film language i'm gonna yeah. like make everything alien this is almost a movie about this situation taking but shot in this world i'm gonna make everything foreign everything weird nothing yeah. is future everything is just other and yeah. they can't do that i th- my big problem with this movie it relates to your big problem and it's that for a movie about two people running, they really seem to just go from movie set to movie set. You know, it's like they're, yeah. in, a they're yeah. in a room and then they're in a room and then they're in a room and then they don't actually run. Yeah. You know, it's more like
0: Logan's Saunter, really. Yeah.
2: And, and so. they have like different uh, next generation Star Trek, the next generation yeah. uh, TV sets, yeah. TV sets, uh, uh, location sets, whatever, places yeah. where they shoot shit, and it's just a room. Yeah. Or, or the fact like, that he has a big like, like he has deadly hand-to-hand combat with a robot that can barely move. <laughs> Box. Yeah, I mean, it, it well, totally looks like uh, uh, a yeah. Bela Lugosi trying to like get that octopus on yeah. top of him while he's trying to wrestle with it. Well, they do all that universe
0: building at the front, and then you get to the first like deal where they whip out their. Laser guns, which you assume are laser guns, but they literally They're- just do like a flash and a pop. And yeah, then, it's a
1: muzzle flash and a squib, right? Yeah,
0: <laughs> And then, and then something explodes off in the distance and it's so cheap. And I'm like, why would they do that? I'm like, okay, well, I guess aesthetically it makes sense because guns, you don't see blah, blah, blah. But then they get to the plastic surgery scene and they've taken the trouble to do laser blasts from all of yeah. the t- like laser needles. I'm like, why didn't right. they just do that for all the goddamn guns?
1: Oh, it's that so was irritating. A- that was actually a, a fairly like gruesome scene to just suddenly show up in this movie like, yeah. you know people getting chopped up by the lasers it was yeah. it was the la- the killer lasers from uh um Die Another Day right? Oh it was <laughs> it was holy shit <laughs> holy shit <laughs>
0: Yeah.
1: Or rather well, die another day stole the killer lasers from Logan's yeah. run. <laughs> yeah. Well, they go through all of this and then they finally get to the bowels of the city, which is Hold basically on. just Before you get to the Bowels of the City, I just wanna I want to piggyback on the George Lucas thing because the other thing I realized, you know, we all we all sing the praises of John Williams when it comes to Star Wars, but Ben Burt and the sound design yeah. on yeah. Star Wars. I noticed that last night watching Empire Game and yeah. Ben Burt did the sound design on THX, basically very similar to Star Wars. But yeah. that's another huge thing that this movie does not. It, have. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, lacks,
0: it
2: lacks a lot in the technical department because you know, they blew all their budget on all those models. You know, also, uh, um, 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 uh, oh, fuck. What's the name of the, the, the Hot Rodder movie? Uh, American Graffiti. American Graffiti. That's yeah. got great sound design. I mean, if any, you want to give any compliment to young George Lucas, it's he understands how to hear things well. Yeah. I like yeah. I like the sound in his films. Well, and again, I think that's standard Hollywood dreck.
0: You know? Well, and again, it's the, the sci-fi genre of that early 70s, too. Like every major movie that sci-fi all sounds horrible. It all looks horrible. Uh, the only one that I, I like of the, the pre Star Wars era really is Sleeper by Woody Allen, and that's not even really a sci-fi. That's just a giant <laughs> fuck you to sci-fi. Uh, but it's got 19, all the same elements that look yeah. But it's got all of the elements that Logan's Run has, but it just knows what it's doing with it. This one it just seems like amateur hour. It's so strange.
1: You've got that juicy synthesizer action score. Oh, the Jerry Goldsmith,
0: like, bleep, blop, bleep, bleep, blork. Yeah, so dumb. Yeah. But then they, so they film in these malls, and then they get to the bowels of the city to escape, and they literally are just filming in, like, a water treatment plant in, like, El Segundo, California. So it's just all, like, giant pipes and tubes and things. And it's just such lazy set design. I was, it's I like, was really
2: hoping for a galt car race of yeah. some kind <laughs> chase it's, scene. Yeah. yeah. I thought I also, I, all of these, these single room situations they find themselves in, right. Are all poorly constructed metaphors for our commercial, uh, commercialist yeah. society. And I, it's it's really ham-handed. If yeah. the effects don't take you out of the movie, then won't will yeah. is oh now the plastic surgery is killing them. Oh yeah. now the orgies yeah. are killing them. You know it's
1: uh, yeah it's literally I like plumber. Like, the, like, like the escape hatch though <laughs> for the for the bubble is the back door to the orgy place, which is basically yeah. like <laughs> yeah, really. you're not gonna find that door because like you're gonna get distracted. Yeah. Right? But, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, orgy of the dead. So, like, through
0: shenanigans, they finally make their way out of the city and then, like, freak out because there's the sun, which they've never seen before. But before they can get to that, it's like that weird ice cave that they have to go up. I don't know how many stories because they're on some sort of elevator freight thing that takes them up and up and up and up and up and up and up. And that scene never fucking ends. Oh, my God. And then they get (laughs) to the top and then suddenly it's an ice cave with Box, the robot that's on wheels. Uh, and then you find out that everybody that's made it that far ends up getting frozen cuz it's an old like food storage facility uh and then they have to make their way out of that but first they get naked but only Jenny Agutter really gets naked yeah you only you don't you only get like a topless michael york uh so well, yeah. that's fun so that's fun <laughs> uh But it literally, like, well, we need to take our clothes off so we can dry off. And it's like, oh, okay. Oh, it's boobies. Yay. (laughs) PG-76. PG-76. Yeah.
1: What the hell? Like, box and this whole thing. So this is about the point at which... Um, this scene is about the point at which I the last time I had watched this movie I I gave up. And the reality yeah. is yeah. I don't think I've ever really sat through all of Logan's run and understood it until the rewatch this week. Yeah. I think you, got, I've you gotta I've fallen asleep thing. every time. The last time I watched this movie before this, where where I where I capped out at Box, I was it was like nineteen ninety five and I was having uncontrolled bouts of vomiting and ended up in the hospital <laughs> because of this movie. Because of dehydration from oh, vomiting, okay. and maybe it was this movie. Maybe the reason <laughs> I was vomiting.
2: <laughs> yeah, it just was it sucked run. your life force. Yeah, it sucked all. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you'd life have gotten force. the runs. That would have been ultimate irony. Yes, yeah. bam. Logan's runs. Yes. Oh, yes, I worked oh, it in. I yes. worked it in. Yeah. Uh, no, I. I. I'm the same <laughs> way. The last time I watched this, I was like. Well, actually, as I watched it this time, I was like, oh yeah, that's why last time I watched it was the last time. Because I yeah. remember as a kid thinking it's, this is cool, and then I remember watching it as a young adult and going, oh, yeah. this is so quaint how they're doing yeah. sci-fi. again, well, like, yeah, yeah I watch it now and I go, this is just balls. Yeah. It's so, they, it, so weirdly 70s. That's the thing.
1: They, they escape the ice cave and then they show up and they're in the goddamn planet of the apes
0: yeah mm-hmm. right, literally in
1: washington dc's ruins
0: yeah and it's like and, like the swamp has taken over yeah.
1: yeah and i'm sitting there going oh there's the end of the movie and then i know look, look at the thing and there's 40 goddamn minutes left <laughs> yep, <laughs> yep. The, oh the yeah and, going really going worse. <laughs> yeah.
2: and huh? then, then the then the movie takes a real dive i mean yeah yeah at least in planet of the apes shit happened oh upon the God. surface
1: they, yeah. they go to some library and they run across some old dude. It's and the Library of he Congress. Reading the poems from cats while in the set from the Twilight Zone episode "Time Enough at Last," right? Yeah.
0: But here's the thing: it's Peter Ustinov. It's it's Peter Ustinov, so it's almost passable. I guess they let him make up all his own dialogue, and Macavity, it shows, Macavity, man. It shows. Here we go.
2: McCavity, McCavity. There's no one like McCavity. There never was a cat with such deceitfulness and gravity.
0: Yeah. Angelical cat. It's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, but then they have the whole thing where they've never seen an old man before, and they have to figure that shit out. And then you realize that he has lived on the outside his entire life. Uh, so then they, like, Francis shows up just to encapsulate the whole plot. They, he won't let them move on, and he tries to kill them, and then Francis ends up dead. Uh, and then they have this big news flash, Oh, well, let's take the old man back to the city because we can't stay here. And then so they Why basically can't you stay there. It's so they can basically do all of the shots of the travel in in reverse
2: where they're coming back uh, with
0: Peter Houston. Up. It's just what's solid that. Filmmaking. Oh, that's a
2: robot I fought. Oh, I bet that was interesting. Hey, what's yeah. that? Oh, that's the orgy room yeah. we had to fight about. Oh, that looks interesting. Can we stay? No? Yeah. Oh, we're still moving. Okay. Yeah. So then they get to the point
0: where they have to get back into the city and they're gonna go in through the whatever, the water power station. Because to them, they just logically, oh, well, this is where we can get in. Knowing nothing about the city. It's just such a flawed thing. Oh like, yeah, this is it. So then... Uh, they leave the old man behind, and they go in, and this is the funniest part of the whole movie for me, is when they go in, and people are going in for the next carousel, filtering in, and they're just up there, <laughs> Logan and Jessica, screaming at the tops of their lungs, no, don't go in, it's not, blah, blah, blah. and he's literally it's lost people. his mind. Yeah, it's the and Green, Green moment, people. and everybody sort of like just stops and looks, and he's just screaming like a crazy person. And then they all just go, eh, and like turn around and start walking <laughs> off again. It's like, it's perfect because it's like, oh. And that's when the Sandmen get him, take him in for debriefing. And then that's where you get the massive, super, super modern hologram technology. Yeah. Specially <laughs> created for this movie. Yep. <laughs> and it's literally out of the Haunted Mansion from Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> Michael
1: York uh, yelling at himself.
0: Yeah. yeah, but that's the favorite, my but then, favorite part. They do they the are... other
1: thing that, that James Bond, a bad James Bond movie ripped off, which is Spectre, yeah. which is he shoots a bullet at a computer and the entire city explodes.
0: Well, I think right? the AI had pretty much just decided, <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> nothing, nothing means anything anymore because they keep asking him where is sanctuary and then you get that, there is no sanctuary and they just keep doing that over and over and over and then the thing finally just has a, I don't know, some sort of yeah. synaptic fit and it destroys itself.
2: Weird, weird kind of programming for a computer. If you type in the wrong answer enough times, it blows up. Yeah, it's just, it doesn't make any sense. How do you know sense. they don't
1: already do that, The ha- computer in your house? It would explain some things.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it seems to me like that AI just over centuries got
2: lazy. That's what yeah. I think.
1: Is
0: <laughs> uh, Windows
2: 95? Yeah, Really? If I can't have you, nobody can. Yeah. We're blowing up. Yeah, yeah. it's more
0: like it's like Windows ME, I think, is more like it. <laughs> Me. Uh, um, yeah. So then they, yeah, and then everything, like, destroys. Like, the whole thing blows up, people running hysterically. And then by the end, somehow, everybody's back out on the water, just magically. Like, how did they get out there to just, like, a hole blow in the wall? And then they start touching peter ustinov and blah 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 and then the movie because they've happily. never
2: seen an old person before and they're just <laughs> yeah. blown away
0: and i'm watching this going oh those people are all so fucked now the entire <laughs> system that has been keeping them alive <laughs> is done now yeah. what are they gonna do yeah. <laughs> survival of the fittest bitch that's yeah, just how so it's gonna roll i would love to see the logan's run sequel for that yeah. it uh. becomes like lord of the, lord of the flies run i mean that kind of thing yeah I, oh, okay,
2: this is another okay another another topic for this film. This is what happens when the studio puts budget behind what up until this point was sort of a niche, low-budget, yeah, geek exactly. interest, right? This is when they yeah. said, no, nah, the kids seem to love the sci-fi. Let's give it a shot. And so <clears throat> they make this kind of dreck. And that's, of course, also why Star Wars is failing. Star Trek is failing. You know, these things that had a lot of love are now just I don't know, revenue streams.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I I like it it was sort of met with mixed reviews, mostly
1: it was bad met with negative reviews. Like yeah, th- it was I like think... critics calling it the worst movie of the yeah. year. Well know?
0: Roger Ebert to his credit, he gave it a three-star rating, but he called it a vast silly extravaganza. I think yeah. he knew what it was trying to be and he gave it kudos for that. But Gene Siskel, on the other hand, gave it zero stars and said it was unquestionably the worst picture he
1: had seen all year. (laughs) And that's that's very much a Siskel and Ebert thing, right? Like Ebert is always was always more like open to just the popcorn movie, you know, brainless fun. And Siskel was like, this is shit.
2: Yeah. Gene Siskel had John Travolta's suit from Saturday Night Fever in his house behind a glass frame. Well, there is that. Like that shows you where that's going. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's just it's a very weird oddity to me. But do you it's think they buried him in it? Do you think they yeah, buried him in it? I hope. I so. Probably. <laughs> I would hope so. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh,
0: but just the the whole idea of Logan's Run still being seen today, uh, I think it has more to do with the fact that it was that last hurrah before Star Wars just changed everything. So it's this weird singularity. Uh, of everything that is both fascinating and dismal about 70 sci-fi in one mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. Uh, it was it better than I
1: was expecting, but I was expecting it to be utter garbage. And, you know, so it was slightly yeah. better than was, utter garbage.
0: It was only half garbage, yeah. Uh, but when I was watching it, and, I, and I, this is when I texted you guys to think about this, because then I started wandering off during the viewing this week going what if somebody just gave up on Broadway like they have the last 10 or 15 years and decided to make a jukebox musical based on Logan's run? Like, what would that be like? <laughs> yeah. And I just started Explained thinking, like... To Bruce Will- yeah.
1: Bruce uh, Springsteen. Uh, well, yeah, like, it would, like, people,
0: like, you would just start doing literal, like, songs that fit everything, so you would get, like, Born to Run... Uh, you know, run to you. Like every song would just be like
2: a
1: run oh, no. theme. It's, it's yeah, I didn't get that Lloyd's literal. Run like hell. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> or the long run, or take it on the run by REO Speedwagon, Run to the Hills by Iron Maiden. I just started thinking about everything <laughs> related to it, and then I thought, oh, well, then what would be at the end, like when they meet? The old man. Oh, like old
2: man, look, look at my life.
0: Or uh, when they get to the ice cave, like you could have Michael York just start singing Cold as Ice by Corner.
1: <laughs> You're as cold as ice!
2: You're willing to sacrifice our love.
1: The the couple that I came up with, obviously when we're when we're hearing about the Ankh, we need she sells sanctuary. Yes. That's
0: one i brought up the yeah. good job
1: and then uh during carousel i had i have two choices for carousel i don't know which is better but either forever young or the circle of life um, i like
0: forever young okay. I, I got stumped on carousel so yeah i will give you credit on think that
2: one the, i would think the main uh, uh song from the musical carousel would be perfect for that. <laughs> it's it's a it's an
0: instrumental though there's no like actual song called carousel wow. that's got lyrics i looked it
2: up because I, too, uh, thought of that. <laughs> so I guess, uh, yeah. And I also wasn't being all literal. I, I I thought Down in the Park would be a good one for the robot guy. But then, of course, ooh, you have another song. Ooh, one so. day, you know
1: trying to run? Oh, look, like there's a right machine. I'd go outside if it looked the other way. You wouldn't believe the things they do.
0: Yeah. Well, I just thought that, you yeah, know, you would you would do stuff like that or like when they get to the cave and box comes out, you could do man in the box by Alison chain. I mean, <laughs> no, it's no, like no, literally no. that's
1: where I live in a box. Am I, living in, box? Yeah. Living, in box. I living in a cardboard box? There you go. Yeah.
0: But then at the end I waffled on this, but I thought if you're going to do the big finale, what would be your big showstop and, uh, end at tune, uh, And in the spirit of things, I went a little bit left to center and I just thought, hey, let's do Let's Get Started by Black Eyed Peas. Because there's that whole run in, run in, run in, run in, run in, run in, run in,
2: run in, run in, run in, run in, run in. You put in so much thought into this. Why did you let us ruin it? You should have just done this. Literally like 10 minutes
0: of thought went into that entire bit. And that was like the middle 10 minutes when they're walking through the swamp. Uh, Of Washington, D.C., I think is when this all filtered into my head. (laughs) So, yeah. Oh. So, yeah. Would you
2: watch it again in another 15, 20 minutes? I probably will. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because you'll have forgotten by then. Uh, It's
2: not, it's not like terribly enjoyable, but like from an anthropological point of view, you kind of have to see it. Yeah. Yeah. I think where it fails is they just, they didn't camp it up enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I think I want to watch this musical version that you're producing. (laughs) Yes. Uh. Especially since sci-fi was mostly like, you know, B movies or serials, you know, and before it started getting a budget. Yeah. If you look at it from that point, yeah, it's the pinnacle of science fiction, but it's still done by people who hate science fiction and who don't understand ham handed metaphors. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, they're like, oh, well, all of these movies, XYZ, made tons of money. Let's do this. It's like, you don't know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Like, literally everything going back to, oh, probably 2001 is probably
2: like that. Where they're like, let's just cash in. Oh, this is awful. It's a great movie. It teaches kids that they don't know everything. (laughs) Uh, Carousel.
0: Yeah, I got nothing. Basically, I just wanted to make you guys watch Logan's run. (laughs) 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 mission accomplished
1: yay if you want to hear us riff on more old ass movies uh, subscribe to the podcast listen to it rate it, share it
2: uh uh crush that subscribe button that's what i smash that subscribe button don't press the smi- smash it with your with your fists with your electronics fists go pow and on that subscribe button smash it. keep running keep keep singing dude chris where are you oh yeah yeah keep going there's
0: no respect so smash that button I just smash it with with your hands yeah, just bam
2: just bam, just bam. Subscribe, motherfucker, subscribe. You like it, you like it. Subscribe, bitch, subscribe. <laughs> oh
0: my god, and
2: running and running runnin' and running running and run